Hey there, welcome to America on Tap, a weekly podcast discussing the issues affecting my generation, your generation, and our neighbor's generation, all while enjoying a cold beer. Per usual, this is your host, Juan Franco. And on today's show, I invited two of my good friends, Ryan and Alejandro, to discuss a phenomenon that has kind of taken over the mental sanity of America. It's called a 24-7 news cycle. Alerts on your phone going off at every hour of the day, social media going crazy with every new tweet, and pundits on TV speculating left and right about every little thing and you know analyzing every little move. We just can't seem to get away from it all. That's why I asked Ryan and Alejandro to come on, to discuss how they view this issue, why they think it's happening, and where they think it's going. So, let's get into it. Welcome to the show, guys. So how about for us to get started, you let us know your name and where you're from, and we can go from there. So my name is Alejandro. Uh, I am from Mexico. I live in New York, but that's where I'm currently in right now. And I'm drinking a beer called Indio, kind of in the mood for the current Mexican election where Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador just won. So I thought it was going to be yeah. rather appropriate. So that's what I'm drinking. That's awesome. Welcome. How about you, Ryan? I, uh, my name is Ryan Demore. I am from Springfield, Missouri. I currently uh, live in Columbia, Missouri. Uh, go to University of Missouri School of Law. And I'm actually, I guess I'm currently living in Austin, Texas. So because of that, I'm drinking a Shinerbach. I think the official beer of Texas. Oh, wow. Damn, look um, at you guys. That's so, a great yeah. beer. It's a fantastic. I think it's the only beer in Texas. I haven't found another beer yet, to be honest with you. I've never heard about it. That's awesome. It's I'm fantastic. Have to try it. Yeah, you will. Yeah. Tonight I'm drinking a Sam Adams cherry wheat. I'm a big fan of Sam Adams ever since I went to Boston to the brewery, and I really enjoyed this beer. It's like my summer beer. Pretty good so far. Fantastic. So let's, let's start getting into the conversation of tonight. And to do so, I'd like to talk about the context of why I wanted to bring you guys on the show. So I'm looking at my phone every day and I'm getting dozens of notifications, whether it's Twitter, you know, Apple News, my, you know, my, my news apps, all these things. It's, it's a lot, right, every day. Um, and then I turn on the TV, I look at CNN, I look at Fox News every now and then. I see these pundits going crazy, analyzing every tweet, analyzing everything the president is doing. It seems to me that I can't escape. And then I log into Twitter myself and I see tweets from ad real Donald Trump. And I'll just read you a couple just so that we can, I can get your reactions to sure. this. But you know, the president tweeted a few days ago, in all caps, House Republicans should pass the strong but fair immigration bill known as Goodlate 2 in their afternoon vote today, even though the Dems won't let it pass in the Senate. Passage will show that we want strong border security, while Dems want open borders, equal crime, win. Three days later, the president tweets, I never actually supported that bill. This is evidence that he did. And then I look at another one, you know, Harley Davidson should never be built in another country. Never. Their employees and customers are already very angry at them. If they move, watch, it will, begin, it will be the beginning of the end. They surrender, they quit, the aura will be gone, and they will be taxed like never before. So to start, what do you guys make of these tweets? How do you react to them? So I think just, just in terms of the, the information overload, and this is something that's maybe a little bit hard to do, but I think you need to try to strike a balance between the noise Right. And, and, and what actually happens, right? What, what affects like actual day to day changes? I think for the most part, you can ignore anything, any one specific tweet that, that Donald Trump makes. I think it's more of a, <laughs> maybe a general theme. Right. If, yeah. you, could get, if you could get these like mm-hmm. a, some sort of like a meta meta tweet or mm-hmm. tweet aggregation where you, you can see mm-hmm. the trends, that might be more interesting. 
more specifically, House Republicans passing the immigration bill, it's not going to happen. It's just pressure, right? right? I mean, nothing's going to yeah. get to Congress. Um, Maxine Waters, there's probably a point there, right? I mean, yeah. to the, to the extent we're, we're that... We're definitely you, talking about that because, you know, it's, on, it's not a one-sided issue for sure. I, I, however, I don't think Maxine Waters is the is the face of the Democratic Party by, by any yeah, means. Yeah, no, she's not the president. Yeah. And Harley Davidson, I'm sorry, but you had this coming, right? It's like it's like it's yeah. like uh, Steve, Steve Mnuchin trying to figure out why steel went up, right? I mean, it's kind mm-hmm. of a face palm somehow. So, so that that would be my take. Mostly ignore the noise and maybe look for the trends. Ignore the noise. That's a good point, uh, Ryan. What about you? How yeah, do you react to these tweets? Yeah, I th- I think Alejandro made some some great points. Uh, with with the Harley Davidson one specifically. You, you have these trade policies and, and Trump said he believes in free trade. Well, there, there's no amount of tariffs you can put on a business that, that shows that you believe in free trade. The, mm-hmm. the, the best yeah, way you can show you the opposite. It, it, tariffs are the exact opposite of free trade. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Harley Davidson is, is doing what they think is the best for their shareholders and, and for their business. And if that means yeah. taking the plants to Mexico, that's what they have to do for their shareholders. Yeah. And I think that's where Trump, uh, sometimes loses sight. It, it, he says right. he believes in free trade. It's not free trade to to levy these tariffs on these businesses. And that's kind of the you know that's kind of the uh, where I'm trying to get at. It's like it's very conflicting. You know, on a on a week, you go on a weekly basis, and there seems to be the administration is changing positions left and right. You see political operatives changing opinions left and side, and it's very confusing. It is. <laughs> and so that kind of like that kind of leads into my next question. Is like, is it is it just me that's feeling kind of this overwhelming? feeling of news all the time is, is this something that you guys are feeling too am i am i capturing kind of a national narrative or or have i just gone crazy and you know maybe should like permanently delete twitter off my phone <laughs> so just a quick point on the on the harley yeah. davidson thing i think this yeah. is something that no one's really mentioned before but i wonder what it's like to be a harley davidson writer right now right so you so you own this bike <laughs> right you spent i don't know forty thousand dollars on it yeah you, you love the bike you love riding it yet I mean, more likely than not, and I, I don't know this for a fact, you know, maybe, maybe most Harley-Davidson writers are Democrats, but somehow I don't think that's true. Um, <laughs> so it must be super interesting to be a Harley-Davidson writer, have this, like, beautiful bike. Right. Yeah, your president is, is saying that, that he's going to punish the yeah. company. So I don't, I don't yeah, know what, that, what that's like. It's and a lot it of like pressure. a weird decision. No, it is. But, and, you know, we, we, as you say, we don't have the facts on Harley-Davidson ownership and partisan affiliation. But mm-hmm. the president, I, I think, tweeted today that he said, every Harley-Davidson owner voted for me. Right. Yeah. So, right, right, yeah. you know, and that just kind of comp- continues that narrative. Like, it's just confusing looking in from the outside. What, how do you make sense of all this? Right. 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 And I, I think you do have to make I think you, you are going crazy. Right. And I think it, <laughs> it, it has to be it has to be an active choice. Right. You have to go out of your way to yeah. avoid this news because there's no point. Right. And may, may, I think you, you can draw a parallel to maybe if you work in the financial markets, how if, you, if you're sitting there watching MSNBC, it's a waste of time, right? It, the day-to-day changes yeah, don't matter. Correct, so yeah. I don't know, maybe, maybe you enjoy it. Maybe you get some pleasure out of the, out of the craziness. Um, but I would say go out of your way to try to, to, try to just right, you know, minimize, minimize the, yeah. the, the, the threat. The crazy. Well, if, if I may interject here, fellas. Of course. I, back in the day, you know, maybe a couple of years ago, it, it was good to be in the know. You know, when you got the yeah. breaking news <laughs> flash from any news media – Fox News yeah, included, right. MSNBC mm-hmm. included, you kind of felt like you had a, a conversation point with all your friends. Like, right. hey, did you see what the news out of North Korea was? Did you see the right. news out mm-hmm. of right. out of Russia? Nowadays, mm-hmm. it's it's so uh, continuous. You know, I go to bed at mm-hmm. you know, eleven o'clock tonight mm-hmm. in a couple couple of hours, and when I wake up in the morning at six, I will have probably thirteen different alerts yeah. from thirteen different media providers right. saying what you should know for the day, Ryan. Like, well. Uh, you know, it's all breaking news. It really is. But 
uh, I guess it's trying to de- decipher which news is important to you at this given it's, juncture. It's pretty tough, you know. It's like I'm, I'm not a I'm not a fan of the of the uh, phrase "ignorance is bliss," but I, you know, in one of these things, <laughs> right. I feel like I'd rather be I'd rather not be in the know if that means that I can you know not have to deal with the craziness that's going on nowadays. Yeah, I think an interesting but, phenomena, and I and I've seen yeah. this in the in, in, in I don't work in a political environment, so maybe that mm-hmm. it might be different for other people. But I think there's almost a reluctancy to talk about politics, right? So, yes, you know, sure. I'm sitting there in my office for and, you sure. know, there's, there's like historic things going on, right? Like Donald Trump is landing in Singapore to talk to mm-hmm. King Jong-un and literally no one's talking about it. Right. Like everyone's acting like there's no major development. And, and I think it has something to do with the polarization, right? That, that right everyone right. is so divided on this. But it is crazy how no one talks no. about politics anymore, even though there's more to talk about than there ever has. Well, I was just going to, you know, ask... I, as someone that has worked in media, I look at, you know, your, your point that Alejandro's well made that people don't seem to know a lot of these things, but media tends to adapt for what the audience wants, right? So, like, if a newspaper or a news site sees, hey, there's, there's growing interest in Trump going to Singapore, yeah. then they'll, they'll, they'll make the decision to, hey, let's send a reporter out there because that's what mm-hmm. the audience is interested in. Mm-hmm. Do we think people want these constant updates? Like, do we think they're, that the platform is adapting to the need? Well, I, I want the constant updates. I, I really do. And, okay. and Alejandro, you're, you're one of those crazy people. I'm one of those crazy people. And Alejandro <laughs> can relate because we have, we have two different sides of our brain that work. We, we, we constant, we're constantly looking for business news, you know, like yeah. AT&T mm-hmm. buys Time Warner. But right. we're also looking for political news that affects us on a daily basis. So, yes, we, we want that news. I want that news. I, I can't speak on behalf of Alejandro. But I also want mm-hmm. a way to discuss in an intelligent way the the 24-hour news cycle like if i see an alert at three o'clock in the morning i want to be able to be like i want to be able to process it in a healthy way not internalize it i really do right you know i agree with you Mm -hmm. that would be ideal it would be i think twitter is a really interesting interesting place right because even by by maybe like positive feedback loop you end up finding sources that that you can bear i think that that's that you know like I, i follow people who who, who maybe dissect news in, in, in a way that makes it easier. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how major media outlets are going to adapt to this. I don't know if they're doing a good job tailoring to my needs or, or the needs of the average American. Um, but who knows? I mean, right, I guess I guess readership across major newspapers is increasing. So right. yeah, maybe they see, are. that's that's a, that's a point I have for later is that that's exactly right. I mean, you look at the Washington Post and New York Times, you look at these newspapers that were honestly on a kind of a downward trend. And yeah. ever since the, the, the election of Donald Trump, you know, they're breaking website traffic they're breaking subscription um, numbers uh it, can we actually attribute the success of modern day american media to the president's own i mean how 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 much of an oxymoron is that but it sounds like the president has helped media continue growing for sure well i mean even if you look at the most basic where i get my news now is twitter if you look at mm-hmm. twitter when donald trump was elected it was about 22 dollars a share Mm-hmm. And I'm not oh, saying now it's, yeah. and it's now forty two dollars a share. I'm yeah, not saying that's yeah, all because yeah. of Trump, but I would say no. that subscription to Twitter right. And, right. and usership Part to Twitter has mm-hmm. has grown exponentially. Mm-hmm. And you yeah, know, and I think I don't I don't think any of us got off Twitter, right? Like, no, I never left Twitter. No, no, and, no, no. But there's so many people who who, who did leave Twitter and, and now right. are now back. I don't know. I think specifically, I think among my group of friends and, and people yeah. who weren't necessarily huge consumers of media, they have come back to Twitter in droves. And that was one I I think about a year ago when. Donald Trump really got, uh, you know, took took hold of this platform. I yeah. was like, Twitter's coming back. It just can't go anywhere. There's, right. there's no, no any, there's no other it has medium become, like it. It has become the epicenter of the Trump communication it has. machine, mm-hmm. right? So, so I was I was talking to a friend of mine recently about 
the president, he, and he told me he thinks the president thrives through organized chaos. I was fascinated by that because I've never heard of that. And, it, and again, it's kind of an oxymoron there. You can't really have an organized chaos, but it makes sense to me because I look at the president seems to be delivering, on, at least on some parts of his agenda, you know, through whatever means necessary. Sometimes that means lashing out at Twitter at Justin Trudeau or, um, or at Chuck Schumer or whatever it is. But or Harley Davidson. Yeah, or Harley Davidson, right? But yeah. he's still slashing on those tires on still whatever he's doing. What do you think of this term? And, and do we think it's accurate? Do we think that's what Trump is doing? With with all of the information that is put out on the Trump administration on a daily basis, Trump can basically put whatever policy he wants because he's kind of distracting from from the important mm-hmm. issues. Yeah. Right. You know, the Friday the Friday news dump is so real with, with Donald mm-hmm. Trump. Oh yeah. And so whenever he can misdirect or he could distract from what the actual issues is is by, by saying whatever he wants on Twitter. But five o'clock at at nine. Right. Right. After tweeting mm-hmm. at seven o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. he can basically mm-hmm. do whatever he wants because right. because mm-hmm. CNN, MSNBC, maybe even Fox News is, is talking about what what he tweeted, but not mm-hmm. exactly the real policy. So yeah, I, you know, you can you can really make your policies uh, whenever Through no one's process, looking yeah. and yeah. talking about the issues that you talked about at seven o'clock in the morning. So yes, I think and, he, I, I think he operates. Yeah, there. go ahead, yeah. And I think that that's a perennial question, right? Like, is does Trump know what he's doing? Is there a plan this behind it? Or this is just kind of a serendipity, right? I mean, just things <laughs> yeah. falling into place almost by miracle. But I mean, for a 70-year-old man, I, he really does have a really good grasp on, on, on working. Yeah. If, if, if it, maybe not organized chaos and just chaos, you know, full stop. Um, <laughs> he, he certainly thrives in yeah. it, right? He, he, can, right. He, can, he, he has a lot of grit, perhaps, or a lot of perseverance. He, he doesn't seem to care too much. What people think about it, which isn't no. a great quality, yeah. but, but he definitely is. Right. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see him thriving in a non-chaotic environment. Right, so. same. I don't, I don't think he would be an organized president in any way. And that seems to be working for him. Just a small caveat. Uh, last year for Halloween, I was, I was a 5 p.m. news scoop. I don't know if you guys remember that. <laughs> I, did, I, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that it's, now. Yeah. It's what the White House fears the most. You know, that 5 p.m. news alert. They're just like, oh, my goodness, who's resigning now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so my next question talks about the rhetoric the president has used uh, to describe the media, right? He's called particular uh, news channels like CNN or maybe the, New York, the failing times, you know, failing Washington Post, the enemy of the American people. Right. Uh, do we think there's a disconnect between regular Americans, whatever that ends up meaning, and what the media coverage is like? Do we think the media is being fair and accurate in who they're covering? Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and take the lead yeah. on this one. I'll sure. Uh, yeah. You know, my, my hometown newspaper, the Springfield Newsletter, they really are just not a political news source. Right. And all of the journalists there are good, hardworking, mm-hmm. smart Southwest yes, Missourians. They yeah, they very and much are. It, that's the same, that, the, the same type of journalists that were, were gunned down in Annapolis. The right. Other day. Incredible. And whether Incredible. it was related to Trump or not, I, I, the, you know, the jury's still out on that. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is journalists are, are good, hardworking, smart folks. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that, to be called the enemy of the state, that, that's, that's Benedict Arnold level right. stuff. And I, I, can't imagine, I can't imagine going to work on a daily basis and thinking that the president of the United States thinks mm-hmm. I'm the enemy of the state. Yeah, when, I'm reporting, yeah. when I'm reporting on the, the most basic level city council right. vote, like, mm-hmm. are we going to get a new stoplight or not? Like, that's mm-hmm. just, that's sad. It's, that's crazy. It's, it's despicable, really. Yeah. What do you I think, think of this, I Alex? I think there's a bit of code speak here, right? I mean, this, the, the, as you said, right, this regular Americans, whatever it means, you know, I think... When Trump talks about regular Americans, he, he isn't talking about, you know, call it the 70 or 67 percent of Americans. Right. I mean, he's talking about very, very, very specific, perhaps white demographic 
Yeah. Uh, perhaps baby boomers, but you know, mm-hmm. upper middle class. The people that got him into office, the voters that got him into sure. office. Right. So I definitely don't think the media is the enemy of the state, yeah, whatever no. you call it. Whether yeah. or not the media, the media as a whole has a has a slight liberal bias or not, and if it does, mm-hmm. it's very small, right? It's not like right. you know, yeah. CNN is out here being like go Bernie Sanders, um, no. <laughs> right? But, so again, I, I think I, it, it's a little bit irritating to have the president right. call a, a, a rather specific segment of the population regular America. The enemy of America, yeah. Right. Although I do it's, think it's incredible. Th- I do think this this segment of the population calls itself regards itself as regular Americans, right? So I think I, yeah, think, they they, I think they get the message. Well, right. you know, Alejandro, I'm, I'm sure I'm speaking for both of us, being interested in the financial markets. I I get my news primarily from the Wall Street Journal. I really do, and mm-hmm. they have never had a liberal lean to them. No. I, I right, can't even right. remember who, who the... On the Wall other Street hand, they, they have a slightly conservative lean to they, them. Honestly, they do, yes. Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I don't know who they endorsed. Or I don't know who their editorial page mm-hmm. endorsed in 2016. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I can tell you that every journalist at the Wall Street Journal and thousands of papers across the country are not the enemy of the people. And yeah. they are mm-hmm. hardworking, good Americans. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a great way to finish our first segment. We'll be back uh, after a quick break. So welcome back, everyone. I finished my beer, so I don't know if I should maybe change the name of my podcast to just America, uh, since it's <laughs> no longer on tap. But now that we've explained the what, how about we take a look at the why of things are happening? So did this phenomenon of, you know, this crazy new cycle start with Preston got elected, or am I being too harsh on, on 45? Is this, is this a, am I painting too bleak of a picture for the current president? I think this is a tough one, right? Like, I, I, yeah. is, right, is it the chicken or, or, or the egg, right? Did, did mm-hmm. social media... Did, did social media create someone like Donald Trump or social media, Twitter, Reddit, whatever, create Donald Trump or, mm-hmm. or did Donald Trump fuel the fire? I, I think it's a little bit of both. I don't know that you can, you can make the call. Maybe, it, you know, had Hillary, mm-hmm. had Hillary Clinton been elected, there probably would be less stuff going on, right? Maybe less resignations mm-hmm. or less, you know, mm-hmm. cr- crazy, uh, you know, one-liners. But, but I, I think social media has, you know, been been a, its own undoing so i, I right, don't know yes. that donald, i don't know that donald trump is, is responsible for this right well what do you think, Ryan? well i i you know uh, what comes to mind is the press conference that donald trump gave the other day mm-hmm. where he had the victims of illegal immigrants the, the oh, yeah. children who have who, yeah who have you know died at the hands of illegal, right. illegal immigrants and you know donald trump apparently had signed those photos uh, of the kids who had died Oh my god! And you know, yeah, it, it's a little, it's a little strange. But if the parents yeah. ask for him, then that's perfectly Jesus. fine. Like, mm-hmm. More power to you. But the mm-hmm. fact of the matter was, tweet after tweet after tweet after tweet after tweet was saying, you know, Donald Trump signed the pictures of of these dead kids, and it's just like, well, you know, don't jump into it just to give me a click on your article. Like, if the parents ask for that, I see that's, that. That's yeah. beautiful. Like, right. that's let, let the president of the United States respect the kids and respect the family and, right. and pay his well wishes. So. You know, Donald Trump, I think, is a creature of 2018. Yeah, and that, that means yeah. he's, he's going to be involved in Twitter. Right. If Donald Trump and his staff could figure out how to work Snapchat, they would be on Snapchat. And they might oh, even be yeah. on Instagram TV in the next couple right. of months. Because I mean, you, should, you should follow the White House on Snapchat. They do post quite often. <laughs> they do. The, the <laughs> Yanni versus Laurel thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, I, 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 think, I think Donald Trump is trying to do the best he can to adapt in today's media environment. Yeah, media. And, really? you know, that, that makes me think, you know, Alex, when you're saying before that you don't see CNN endorsing Bernie or anything like that, I don't think they're biased 
the bias the president highlights is not necessarily ideological bias. I think it's a bias towards clicks. It's a traf- It's a bias towards traffic. Right? They're seeking that you're scrolling through Twitter and what's a headline that I can put on my article that's going to get people to click. Yeah. Which ends, which ends up highlighting the most extraordinary part of the story and maybe not the most important part because those two things can be different. Sure, right? but I mean, there are a lot of extraordinary things to highlight, right? I mean, there are. E- yeah. even again, I, I, I do think that you can... I, I personally do think if you are signing pictures of dead, dead people in a, in a kind of a celebratory or, or endorsing way, it is, mm-hmm. it is just in an absolute basis kind of strange. So I think there yeah, are a lot of things to highlight. But yes, right. I mean, this is, this is clickbait, right? It's, it's clickbait it is. universe. That's mm-hmm. what we live in now. Of course. And Trump mastered that, you know, for the election. Right. So let's look, at, let's look at the other side of the, of the political aisle. Um, what do you think of the narrative on the left? You know, you guys mentioned Maxine Waters earlier. Yeah. She's a congresswoman, um, I believe, from California who talked about, you know, suggested that people should heckle and um, interrupt Trump cabinet members when they were having dinner and whatnot to protest their policies. How does, how, do the, how does the narrative on the left contribute to the constant news cycle? Uh, I think, you know, I, I'm a self-proclaimed liberal, mm-hmm. uh, not a Democrat, much to right. Juan's chagrin, but I'm a <laughs> self-described liberal. And my, my biggest asset and my biggest uh, reward at the, at the end of every day is hopefully talking to a person who is Republican or leans right, just so mm-hmm. I can figure out where they're coming from and see yeah. how their brain works. And to right. kick them out of your restaurant or to heckle the yeah. press secretary mm-hmm. of the United States, I think is despicable. And I think right. it's, I think it's right. the most disgusting thing in the world because if the roles yeah. were diverse, re- reversed mm-hmm. and they were kicking out Democrats or mm-hmm. kicking out, uh, you know. We, I know the other side would protest as well. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. they have the right yeah. to, right. because, yeah. you know, we're, we're at the end of the day, we're the United States of America, the first word being united. And we have yeah. to come together on some certain issues and to talk about these certain issues. We just have to. That sounds like a presidential announcement, Ryan. Everyone, <laughs> well, please make sure to let me know. Yeah, well, uh, I, no announcements <laughs> yet, of yet. yet well, maybe yet. the fourth or fifth podcast right. will get there. I, I, I might have to take a, a slight, yeah. slight, quote unquote, left turn here yeah. Um, yeah. from Ryan. And I, I think that this depends on whether you think that, like, United States as a, as a nation is coming to an end or not, right? And I think that's what's really hard to discern, right? Like, is is the world going to end soon? Is this unprecedented? you know, pre-fascism, or is it not? If you think mm-hmm. it is, if you, if you deep down in your guts think that this yeah. is, you know, one step down from, you know, Germany in 1942 or 1943, right. Right. then right. you do have to, in fact, yeah. stop by any means you can, right? Like, if, you know, at the very least, stop in a restaurant. If you don't, if you think that... Things will get fine, better eventually. Right, and this is just, yeah. like, one side of the government, and then maybe next year the yeah. Democrats will win, and it'll be a back and forth. Then you so it's a matter of perspective. It. You're saying right. it's and a matter it's, of perspective. It, and yeah. it's really hard to get a grasp of perspective. I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know whether this is just normal politics right. and, and maybe just, uh, you know, in the age of Twitter or if this is just absolute madness. So right. I, I think that's where it might be get a little bit complicated to say yeah. if this is the I, right I thing to do that. or not. I, I agree with that. I, I don't want to get too off topic. And, you know, mm-hmm. I respect you so much, Alejandro. Yeah. I, I really yeah. do love you as a friend. Mm-hmm. But would you, would you have kicked Sarah, Sarah Huckabee Sanders out of your restaurant? Like if I owned it? If you own the restaurant, yeah. yes, sir. Yeah, I probably would, to be 100% okay. honest. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, that's fair. Just Interesting. Be, uh, be, but again, but maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Right? I, 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 what I'm not claiming is they have oh, all well, the truth, right? I, I, just, no, I don't that, know. That's fair, right? Like, first of all, I'm very glad that I'm already friends with you guys. So if you ever want a restaurant, <laughs> I'm not getting kicked out of your restaurant, hopefully. <laughs> no, but yeah, no I mean, absolutely not. Yeah, of course. I, I understand Alejandro's point of view. Like, it's impossible to determine what, how you would react at that moment. It's not every day the press secretary decides to hop in for a quick dinner. You know, it's, right. it's, I, it's crazy. I, I would just well, make, I make a comment they, that I probably wouldn't get the public to, to chant 
get out, right? I'd probably go right. up and be like, yeah. listen, you, you can't eat here because I, I just yeah. fundamentally disagree with what your administration is doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, well, yeah, I think that's the difference. I, I think the elephant in the room or in this podcast uh, space is that, you know, I'm the token white guy on this podcast. <laughs> I really am. So I, I'm empathetic to your guys' yeah, struggle. Right, I, I, right. I really am. But the fact of the matter is, is like I, I can't on a daily basis understand what the kind of discrimination you guys go through. I can yeah. see it on a secondhand basis, but I, I don't know yeah, what you guys go course. through. And so sure. for Sarah, Sarah Huckabee Sanders to be, you know, possibly lying on a daily basis saying, oh, these 2000 children who are separated from their families aren't really separated. They have phone calls. They have great yeah. meals. Yeah. It's a summer camp. Like, come yeah. On. Oh, my God. Come I on. saw that. I could not believe yeah. they said that. Yeah. That's and and in, the, in the off chance that, that Sarah Huckabee Sanders is listening to the first episode of uh, American Cat. <laughs> Hello, Sarah. I, the show. I would just recommend her maybe stay clear of Mexican restaurants for the next uh, yeah. for a while. You know? <laughs> sure. Just as a sure. general sure. rule of thumb. You know, I think it seemed like that, that week the entire Trump uh, team was at a, you know, at a Mexican restaurant. I think I saw Stephen Miller. They, I saw yeah. a tweet about Stephen Miller heading. I was like, that nerve of you people. But whatever, you know. Right. Okay, right. let's take another short break where I will not be checking Twitter and we'll be back soon. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Welcome back to the show, everyone. And for this last part, I'd like to start playing a game called Lightning Round. So I'll mention a phrase or word that dominated the news cycle, and Ryan and Alejandro will give me a one-word reaction. And, you know, I would not worry too much, except that the listeners will maybe judge you, so <laughs> think about that as you're talking. I'll keep that in um, mind. So then let's have Alejandro go first and then Ryan, so you guys know who's going oh, wow. first. So first statement is, first secretary, Sarah Huckabee Sanders getting booted from a restaurant. I, you probably shouldn't go to Mexican restaurants. And if you, if you, if you, if you, if your administration is about to go full fascism, then maybe that should have happened. If not, well, Perfect. Then, you know, sorry about that. Okay, let's remember the one word response. That we oh, one word. Can. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's okay. Just one literally word. one word. Uh, got it. Got it. Got it. Got yeah, one word. It was Ryan, my first word. It can't be one word. It's gonna be take the high road. Okay. Take the high road. <laughs> yeah. We'll hyphen it. Um, Representative Maxine Waters calling on people to heckle and publicly confront members of the Trump administration. Unnecessary. Okay. Uh, despicable. Okay. Good. Children being separated from families at the border. I don't know. The, the one word. Uh, <laughs> maybe inhumane. Inhumane. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Roseanne Barr getting kicked off her show, Roseanne, for a racist Twitter rant involving one of Obama's leadership team members. Uh, whatever. Forecasted, I'd say. Yeah, predictable. Uh, justified. Justified. First lady Melania Trump wearing a jacket that says, I really don't care, do you, when she was in Texas visiting these families uh, when separated at the border? Deep state, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Agree there. <laughs> Tommy Lahren. Not thought through. That's a hyphen, hyphen again. <laughs> I don't know, bombastic. I, 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 yeah, I don't bombastic, really have a super yeah. strong opinion on, on Tommy Lahren. And then last, uh, Hillary's emails. <laughs> oh my gosh first episode bringing out hilly's emails uh, <laughs> not enough info yeah i'm just gonna I, right uh just absolute uh lack of foresight but to be fair right i think some some other members of the current administration are have found to be the emails right. just the a same thing quick right. side note right. i think it's really funny yeah that hillary clinton is behind about six months on these Twitter trends. So whoever's managing Hillary Clinton's right. Twitter yeah. account, I yeah. mean, just right. replace him for the first 17-year-old you find on the street. Right. And like, well, the thing is, 
it, it, this is not a one word response, but my mom, uh, Dolores, Dolores, mm-hmm. uh, Mama D, you know, or Juan. Yeah. Uh, she's currently texting me how to get her phone to vibrate when I get, when I get, uh, <laughs> when she gets text messages. I, I have no idea to help her. Like right. it, it's, that's just one of those things where it's right. like, maybe Hillary had no idea what the heck she yeah. was doing on her Blackberry or right. her iPhone. So mm-hmm. 70, 70 year old, six year old women, yeah, it's they, tough for them. men even, they, I, right. they might not know. Yeah, mm-hmm. you think she had a good team though behind her, but you think she would, you know. but who knows? Yeah, I think I'll have to work on my next guest talking about the one-word response, but great segment there. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, Juan. You know, to, to wrap things off here, how do you guys cope with being overwhelmed by news? So, I, I, I think what what I, again what what I try to do is maybe um, stick to long-form articles, right? So, stick to maybe one or two news sources. I, I think the Wall Street Journal does a great job of being mm-hmm. neutral, right? I mean, they really do write on, a, you know, whatever. The U.S. could get bombed tomorrow, and the, their headline would be, U.S. gets bombed, America prepares, yeah. right? I mean, they, 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 right. They're, very, they're very level-headed. Um, so maybe, maybe stick to level-headed, somewhat unbiased, long-form news and try to stay right. away from That's anything good. that has just too many banner ads. Um, great. Twitter. That's great. Uh, I think one, something really important is to, I think Ryan made a good point, follow the other side, right? Be aware of what yeah. the other side is saying right. because, you right. know, maybe they have, they have a point. All right. Ryan, how are you? How do you cope yeah, with no, all this I mess? would say when, when you put your head on your pillow at night, turn your phone on, do not disturb. Mm-hmm. It, it really does mm-hmm. help. I've, mm-hmm. I've tried it. I can't exactly say I, I subscribe to it on a daily mm-hmm. basis, but turn your phone on, do not disturb. And when you wake up, you know, go to the, the new sites that you trust and you like and read the articles that you saw overnight. You know, right. read the articles that were posted overnight. And, you know, if it's the Wall Street Journal, if it's the New York Times, I subscribe to both. I check out both sides. Yeah. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I, I look at The Economist. Uh, right. there's, there's, a, there's an app called Economist Espresso, and they give you short little snippets of, of mm-hmm. big news across the country. Yeah. And very rarely is it United right. States news. Right. So mm-hmm. find news sources that you actually like and, and that you can trust and that you can digest, right. I guess, way. before yeah. you go to work. Yeah, because, I agree with that. Because, you know, to, to read four or five newspapers and to watch four or five news programs it's a lot. before it's too much. Yeah, it yeah. really is. It's too much. Right. So uh, my last question here is who is one person or, you know, let, let's stick to Twitter. Who is, what is one account that you guys think we should all follow that contributes to the national rhetoric in a positive way? And as much as I know you guys probably want to say me, let's stick to someone <laughs> that's verified on Twitter. Right. Who, who, do, who do the followers need to follow on Twitter right now? Uh, I, I don't know the exact Twitter handle, but it's West Wing Reports. Uh, oh, yeah. WWR. I, oh, I think it's I WW mm-hmm. Reports. Yeah. And it's they a gentleman great. who's been on the, the White House mm-hmm. uh, News Corps, right. I think, since the early 90s. And he yeah. is a presidential historian. He yes. is uh, just a brilliant, brilliant guy. It's very and, refreshing. I do, I do agree with you there. I and do it really is. Like, if, if yeah. Trump makes an announcement, he'll say, well, you know, in 1932, FDR made the same announcement or a, a, mm-hmm. an announcement similar. Mm-hmm. So he, he really he goes above the fray and doesn't right. really get too mucked down in the, uh, very, very good, very good suggestion. Talk. I so, do enjoy yeah. that one. And Juan uh, Franco, I guess. Of course. Thank you. Of sure. course. Everyone should follow me. Uh, so I have it right here. Her name is Brana yeah. Joy. She's a senior politics yeah. editor at the intercept. Um, okay. she, she's an attorney. She's a, she's a, she's a, she's a woman of color. And I think she, she has a very good take on the intersection of race and class and, oh, and, and, and maybe perhaps the future of, if, if the yeah. primaries are show the future of the democratic party so i think that that's, where, that's someone really good to follow uh, of course plugging myself at i'm heinz yeah I'm say, you guys, guys want right. to plug in your own twitter handles go ahead 
Uh, I'm at Demore Does More. I think still yeah. on Twitter. Maybe yeah, at Ryan Demore. I don't know. You, you may often find us, the three of us, uh, engaging in some level of political rhetoric. Yes. <laughs> and if you can give me to, <laughs> if you can get my followers <laughs> to four digits, that'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, guys. So uh, that's it for this episode of America on Tap. Uh, I'd like to thank Ryan and Alejandro for coming on and somewhat validating that I'm not crazy yet. Uh, I'm looking forward to having <laughs> right. you guys on the show again. Thanks for everything. Thanks, Juan. Awesome, Thanks, Juan. Alejandro. I appreciate you guys. If you enjoyed this episode of America on Tap, make sure you leave me a review on your podcast app of choice. Tell your friends about it and tune in next time. Cheers to having a conversation that doesn't end in an angry Twitter rant.